Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Ladies and gentlemen, you have once again tuned in to the greatest football podcast in the history of the world. This is Into the Net FC. And finally, it's my honor to welcome back part of my unique inner circle from the state of California, the greatest nurse in the history of nursing, Mr. Steve (laughs) Adams, and the pride of Canada himself, Mr. David Scappin. Gentlemen, it has been too long. It's been way too long. It's been Uh, a long time. So, I, good afternoon, or in your case, good morning. So, <laughs> yeah, good morning, guys. Thirty minutes away from the afternoon. It's a, uh, it's a shame Josh couldn't be here, but but still, you know, it, it's good. It's good to have you know at least you guys have on as well. So Josh is at work. So, uh, it's Labor Day up here today. Is it Labor Day down there too? Yeah, yeah. It's Labor Day here here in the states as well. So I'm off work today. Yeah, I'm off this week. Thank God. So, so. All right. So, gentlemen, even though we're a few days late, last week uh, the Champions League draw took place, and it really is an interesting one. I mean, for me, I'm still trying to cope with the fact that Liverpool is not even in it. And this is hard. And some people get surprised for me to say this, but but when I remind everybody that I'm a, I'm just a fan of the game, I don't really have a favorite club. Not seeing Liverpool in the Champions League is just it's unusual for me. Well, well they, because- they didn't have their. They, they didn't have their best year, it really. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess they were... because all, in, in the last few years, that that club has played a lot, a lot of soccer games. I think it's. I think last year it just caught up to them. Yeah. Well, and don't forget, Chelsea didn't make Champions League either. They didn't make European football. Period. So. I know. Uh, and look how much but, they. And look how much they spent over there too. Right. Uh, and they started out of the gate really bad. Uh, Liverpool, at least, has gotten out of the gate in the EPL, you know, decently. Um, but, yeah, you know, for the first time in, you know, quite a few years, Liverpool won't be in the Champions League. But there will be a new team that hasn't been seen in 20 years in the Champions League. So, Newcastle. Yeah. And their, their reward is they get to be in the group of death. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically a way of saying, welcome to the big leagues. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, here, here, yeah. And, and I gotta mention, you know, you, you, we talk about see, because at my work, you know, there's a Manchester United fan that that always comes in, and and I told him, well, it could be worse. He could be a Chelsea fan, but he's always saying, you know, I could care less about Chelsea. I care about my, I care about my club. So. Yeah, but even Man- even Manchester United are struggling big time. Big, I, I, big I time. Yesterday, I, I I listened to the game on on the BBC World. Okay, they had a goal that they, that was called back. But they've been struggling. Yeah, I, I, there's, I think there's, I don't think it's, I don't, I don't know if it's in, in, in man, at, at Man U if it's a player's personnel issue. I think it's all, I think the issue is, is at the top. Yeah, it's the Glazers. That's why I've been saying Glazers. the Glazers, the Glazers, have Glazers got to go. Gotta go. Yes. Gotta go. Yeah. <sighs> that's the number one. That's the number one problem. That's my, that's my opinion. My opinion. So. Definitely. So we start off with Group A. Speaking of Manchester United, we start off with Group A, and Group A is Manchester United along with Bayern Munich, 
Copenhagen and Galatasaray. It's Galatasaray. That's, that's, that's how you say it. Oh, Gal- Galatasaray? Okay. Gal- I, I, I hate butchering the names, guys. You know that. I work uh, with a the, circus chap, so he tells that's me that. the it's, it's, the, it's, it's the place that nobody wants to go. It's it's one of the least hospitable places in Europe. You could go for a game in Istanbul to play Galatasaray. But um, the thing that makes this interesting with this group, uh, Harry Kane, who hasn't been able to do any Champions League play all these years of playing with Tottenham. Well, let me rephrase that. He's done it, but with a little bit of a regularity. I mean, Tottenham right. made it like four or five years ago. They made it to the Champions League final where they lost to Liverpool. But uh, he's gotten out of the gate uh, scoring goals for yeah. Bayern Munich. So he's doing very well with his transition to the Bundesliga. And, 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 and Alfonso Davies has helped him a lot in his goal scoring too. Def, you see, that, that's what I love right there, seeing something I like to call the English-Canadian connection, kind of using a little pro wrestling twist to it. <laughs> it's, it's good to see Harry Kane. You see, because I explained to everybody, for Harry Kane, it's not so much leaving his home country that's tough, it's for him to basically be able to adapt to an environment that's different from the style that's played in England. And I can honestly say that it seems that it, it, it's not difficult for him at all. Well, if, if you're going to land at a place, Bayern Munich is not a bad place. But by the same token, too, uh, Sadio Mane, the former Liverpool great, he failed miserably at uh, Bayern Munich last year. So it's, yeah. it's not necessarily a given that a star is going to be able to meld in well and uh, deal with the language and all that. But, uh, but Harry Kane, out of the blocks, uh, mad props. He's done really, really well. I mean, not to mention, he had that, in, he had that incident with, I think, Leroy Sané last year, I, I think, when, when Bayern Munich was eliminated. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, it's, it, it's, see, as, a, as, as one of the listeners of this show says, Sadio had a uh, Zlatan moment. I mean, Sadio, as a good person as he is, I mean, clearly, much like anybody else, he has a, he has a limit. He's got a, you know, he can be pushed so far. And Bayern Munich went through a bit of a drama last year. I mean, when when uh, when Hegel excuse me, Nagelsmann was fired abruptly, and then Thomas Tuchel brought it was brought in. It was kind of basically what I like to call unwanted drama. Well, and they were and they were circling the drain. I mean, it, the the Bundesliga title was there. For Borussia Dortmund to take it, and then incredibly, Borussia on the last day, choked on, the last day. on their last game at home. They lost. Bayern Munich yeah. won their last game, so Bayern Munich incredibly won the Bundesliga when they they look to be all dead and buried. But uh, but I think this is a fairly uh, set up group for both Bayern Munich and for Manchester United to get out of group play and get into the round of 16 because Copenhagen and Galatasaray, um, I think that they have to like their odds of being able to finish above these, these other two teams. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Bayern Munich, uh, Manchester United. And, and I think um, Copenhagen might get some, uh, some points there. I'm not, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Manchester United failed to, make, failed to make it out of this group. The team is just so badly disoriented, so badly unmotivated. It, it, it's hard to, I mean, again, it, it starts off from the top. So, I think, I think we briefly lost David. We'll try to, try to get him back, but 
I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Here, here we go. Here we I'm go. here. Uh, but as I was saying, it would not be surprising if, if Man U totally crashed out because of just everything that's going on. But Galatasaray could very well finish second. I think Galatasaray will, 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 will steal a, a maybe one or two home wins in, in this group. So, And I won't be surprised. Like, I'm, with you, I'm, I'm with you guys. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Man U doesn't get out of this group. It wouldn't shock me at all. So definitely Steve. I think, man, you will get out of the group, but I think of the other two teams, Copenhagen and Galatasaray, I think the Turks are by far and away the bigger banana skin. Uh, And they've had, they've had a history of surprising people in group play in the past. So uh, totally would not rule the Turks out, but I think, I think, man, you will just get over the line to be able to get into the last 16. I, I like I said I, I think Galatasaray will, will steal a couple c- couple points at home. On the road would be a different story. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So basically, the way I see it is Bayern Bayern Munich easily tops this group. I mean, oh, yeah. man, man, you would be lucky to even draw against man, against Bayern Munich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that's the way I got it. So I got Bayern I got Bayern Munich fin- finishing uh, on top and. Second place is up for grabs. Man U may or may not go, but I wouldn't rule out Man U crashing it out. If, if Man U will just squeeze by, I I I want to go. I want to go Bayern Munich, Man U, Galatasaray, then 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 the Danes and and at Copenhagen. Definitely. Sure. So that brings us to Group B: Arsenal, Sevilla, PSV, Eindhoven, and Lens. Uh, this is pretty. This is pretty easy. Sevilla struggling in, in La Liga play right now, and I don't see any, any improvement. Arsenal, they should have won the Premiership last year. The only problem is Man City was just way above and beyond. PSV Eindhoven, solid team. I'm going to go with Arsenal. Sorry, Arsenal and P, and PSV in, 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 in that group. Steve. Well, well, Sevilla seems to be able to dominate in Europa Cup. Uh, you know, they didn't play all that terribly well last year in um, Champions League play, and they got relegated down to the Europa League. And then they had this incredible run where they beat uh, Juventus, Man U, and then Roma in the final to win the Europa Cup. And then by winning the Europa Cup, they were able to punch their tickets in the Champions League. That's the carrot on the stick for for winning the Europa Cup. Um, Arsenal should win this group handily. Uh, They looked really good yesterday against Manchester United. They've got another season under their belt of playing Champions League uh, football. Um, PSV, they won kind of a tough playoff. They dominated the Glasgow Rangers in the playoff game to be able to get to the group stage. Lance, uh, so their reward for finishing second in Ligue 1 France is, uh, I think Lance is going to be kind of the, the whipping post, the whipping boys in, in this group. I don't see Lance uh, winning a game in this group. And, and, don't, and, don't, and don't forget, Steve, R.C. Lance sold her two top goal, goal scores last year. Yeah, well, well, and that's the other thing that also happens, too, in, with, in France. If anybody has any type of a good year in France, 
but they, they sell it in earnings. With the exception of PSG, PSG is able to uh, maintain their talent because they pay so well. They've got such a deep war chest. PSG doesn't necessarily get their their top players poached, but Lance did. Um, I I think PSV will finish ahead of Sevilla in group play, and they'll finish second behind Arsenal. And Arsenal, they've got enough talent. I think this is a team that can make a deep run in this tournament. Definitely, yeah. So clearly, I mean, I I I agree. I agree. Yeah, Arsenal is clearly the favorite. I mean. Sevilla, I mean, like I said, Sevilla last year, you know, crashed out of the group and then went on to win the Europa League. So I wouldn't be surprised if it happened again. Because it kind of seems that the Europa League is where Sevilla really loves to go. I know. I know. (laughs) So so I'm going to call it right now. You know, Sevilla just, the same thing happens. They go to the Europa League where they they meet, meet up with the likes of Liverpool and I believe Olympique de Marseille. So I wouldn't be surprised if Sevilla just basically goes down and goes on another unbelievable run. Yeah, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be a shock at all. I mean, they've won the Europa Cup, I want to say, like seven times. They are to the Europa Cup what Real Madrid is to the Champions Cup. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Only reason why I'm rating Sevilla so low, because like, I don't think they even got a point in, in, in La Liga to play yet after four games over there yet. And it, they look horrible Yeah, in La Liga play, so. Yeah, totally. So we now get to Group C with Real Madrid, the 14-time winners, along with Napoli, a Portuguese club named Braga, and Union Berlin. Kind of an interesting group, Braga. I mean, people are used to uh, Benfica and Porto, who won the Champions League or Champions Cup in, in the history of the competition. Braga, I think this is their first time in group stage in uh, Champions League. So the team from Northern Portugal uh, fell into kind of a tough group. Union Berlin, uh, they're a team that's really improved a lot. They've been finishing well in the Bundesliga in the last two, three seasons. Um, you know, they're they're a pretty solid club. Um, but I think Real Madrid definitely wins this group. Uh, Napoli... Uh, they've had a couple of knocks and they've had a couple little stutters out of the gate in Serie A. They lost at home yesterday to Lazio. But, um, you know, and this is a team that I thought last year would make a little bit of a deeper run in the Champions League, but they ended up getting dumped by uh, AC Milan in the in the Champions League last year. So, um but I think Real Madrid will do, will dominate this group. And Real Madrid out of the blocks in Serie A has been phenomenal. Jude Bellingham, no problem oh. at all adjusting no. to play in uh, in, in um, La Liga in Spain. He's been he's really been kind of like their number one player this year. He has, he has already. Yeah. already. I mean, he's already, the first yeah. English he's the first English player to win La Liga Player of the Month. Yeah, I, I mean that—that's what I saw. I mean, I—I I would have thought I would have thought David Beckham would have won it, you know, back then. Well, not not a lot of English guys. I think Gary Lineker was probably the last really English guy. Yeah. To really make a, a dent in, in La Liga play. Yeah, really. only a handful of uh, only a handful of English players I think have played in Spain. You know, you know, for a while. I mean, uh, Kieran Trippier recently, who's now with Newcastle, he was with Atletico Madrid for a while. So yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah so I, I think yeah, because you know, it's not often you you see an English player play in Spain, and and Jude yeah, Bellingham, 
you know, I really thought, you know, him, him alongside uh, Eduardo Camavinga could really be something that we saw when we had Zidane along with Beckham back in the day. So, but Jude, but Jude Bellingham is just, you know, immediately just, it's only getting better. Yeah. And w- I wouldn't be surprised if, 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 if he put Tony Cruz out of a job. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, right now, out of the blocks with the Champions League, I mean, right now, my two favorites to win it, I think, Man City is set up totally to repeat, and I think Real Madrid. Those are those are by far and away my top two favorites just right now that that can win this thing. Obviously, it's a long season; things happen, injuries happen, but uh, Real Madrid has already been able to show they can overcome injuries at goalkeeper, and they're doing just fine. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah the whole thing with Thibaut Courtois, and then they brought in Capa, you know, from Chelsea. So it's a guy that it's a guy they they really have to take a chance because the guy they wanted uh, the Sevilla goalkeeper clearly Sevilla didn't make it easy and Real Madrid's just like okay well we're not gonna we're not gonna dump a lot of money on on, on a one season thing so so Real Madrid just took that approach and I think you know clearly Napoli and Real Madrid are the teams to advance as far as Un- Union Berlin goes I don't know I don't know too much about them but. And I think this is the first. I think this is their first season in the, in the top uh, German flight in a while. I might be wrong. I'm not sure, but well, they, they've, been, they've been there for about four or five years now. Oh, they have. Okay. Uh, yeah, two or three years. Yeah. Okay, I, I guess it's the first time that they've they've made it good enough to go to the Champions League. I guess. Well, they this club I, I read about them. They started literally as a fan supporters club, and literally the the supporters actually even built the, their, their very first stadium. They're they're from the eastern part of east east side of Berlin. Yeah, and, and, and they've they've been they they've been in a, probably in, in the Bundesliga probably about two or three years. So. Okay. I'm going to go for this one here: Real Madrid, Napoli. I, I can see I can see uh, Napoli getting a home win against Real Madrid because Napoli's tough on, 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 and hard to beat at home. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with Braga then Union Berlin. I mean, Napoli's a team. I mean, just ask just ask Juventus fans back in the '80s when Napoli upset Juventus when we saw the late Diego Maradona versus Michel Platini. I mean, we, we've seen Napoli have their historic upsetting moments back then. I mean, they can surely do it again. Well, well they won Serie A for the first time in thirty, you know, years. 30 plus years. Uh, so I mean, there was joy in in Southern Italy. Uh, uh, I think. I was a little disappointed they couldn't go maybe another round or two deeper in the Champions League, but still for Napoli to win the Scuduto, that was a big deal. But I think Real Madrid wins this group handily, Napoli second. I think Union Berlin finishes third. Well, and don't forget, Napoli's in a slight transition. The, the, the manager left, he, who, who took the Italian uh, national team job, and, and, and they got that Rudy Garcia, who, who once managed uh, Roma. So they got a new manager. Luckily for them, they didn't sell. They were able to keep the core of that team together. So, yeah. I, I, I can see Napoli getting get better as the season progresses. So, definitely. Well, you guys know, as I've said, you know, I just love the game. But Real Madrid clearly, if you've seen what I've posted on Twitter or on social media, Real Madrid's still the team that's badly close to my heart because I've been a Real Madrid fan since 1996. Yeah. Real. Real Madrid, I mean, that triumph they had in 2022 is obviously is honestly the great the, the greatest Champions League win they ever had. You think so? 
Yeah, I, I well, at, at least at, at least one of the one I could. I mean, aside from two thousand two, when my hero, you know, you know, scored that magnificent goal, but Real Madrid is still. I mean, there's still some questions I think regarding the defense and a little bit with, with the with the midfield. You, you guys know Kamavinga is you know still you know still trying to pick up the form a little bit, but I still but I believe he's making tremendous progress. Okay, I think yes, he, he, I yes. think Chuameni is a, 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 a little bit of a I don't I mean I don't know I, I think Chuameni as well, but I think it'll pick up eventually because now that they have Bellingham to add to the strength and help motivate them, I think you know one way or the other Real Madrid within the next few years could win, could win the title at least three times, but oh yeah, Real Madrid. If, if you notice Real Madrid signings in the last, with Hector Kepa, they, they've been saying a lot of guys under the age of 23. Yeah. You notice that? I mean, that, that, that's when people ask, like, why does Real Madrid, why are they able to win so many titles? And I was like, well, because they know how to invest money and they know how to invest it properly. Right, unlike exactly. PS, unlike Paris Saint-Germain. So, yeah, I have Real, Real Madrid winning it and Na- Napoli... Napoli is really looking to make a deep run. Real Madrid just wants to win the title for the 15th time. They they want to basically prove why they're the best in the world. And, and this this would be Carlo Ancelotti's swan song anyway. So yeah, the goat so, of Italian football. Yeah. So uh, I guess I, I'm with Steve. I can see. I, I really I got Real Madrid and and Man and Man City as the two top teams. That all depends on how how they, how they how they face course in the next rounds but mm-hmm. I, I guess in right now it, no one touching either of two clubs in european play right now definitely steve well real madrid napoli and then like i said as far as for the whole competition i think that there's just such a demarcation between the talent and coaching that you have with real madrid and man city compared to everybody else those two are the team to beat teams to beat hands down Definitely. I mean, I always say like, when, when you have, you know, I, I always say like, you know, in Kamavinga's defense, you know, I always ask people if Kamavinga is so bad, how is it that Carlo Ancelotti allows them to start more often than not? So I always say if Kamavinga was that bad, Ancelotti would not even bother having him on the starting lineup. So, well, well Kamavinga's as a, I watch Real Madrid up here. The, the, the game, uh, La Liga's on TSN up here. And I think that the two times I've seen uh, Real Madrid play, Kamavinga has, has started both games. Yeah. 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 I mean, he, he's, you know, 20, 21 years old. You know, he's just a kid. So, you know. I know he's, I can't believe he's only 21. Yeah. I mean, and he's 21. And, and the fact that the greatest, uh, the goat of Italian football is impressed with this kid. I mean, that kid's already accomplishing a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I, mean, I know. Look, 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 at it, look at his resume. So now we get to uh, Group D. Benfica. Inter Milan, Red Bull Salzburg, and Real Sociedad. Uh, this was this was going to be pretty basic. I can see Benfica and AC and AC, AC Milan, <laughs> uh, Inter Milan fighting it out, fighting it out. Uh, I'm going to go with AC uh, Inter Milan, excuse me, <laughs> number one, and Benfica number two. Steve, pretty wide open group. Uh, Real Sociedad. Uh, team in the Basque country. They play in San Sebastian. This is a team that the last time they won La Liga was in the early 80s. Um, and this is the first time they've been in the Champions League in quite some time. Uh, Red Bull yeah. Salzburg is a team that develops a lot of good young talent 
and then that sells them. for profit, and then and then they move on. Uh, they play a very offensive, uh, fun to watch game. They're a fun team to watch. Uh, Inter made that incredible deep run to the Champions League final uh, against Man City, and really kind of gave Man City all they could handle in the final. Uh, Benfica, a team that's had tradition, that's won Champions League. I want to say three times. Um, but it's, it's a competitive group, but I think Inter should, should win this group. I'm going to go with Benfica second, Real Sociedad third, but, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Real Sociedad can somehow find a way to squeeze in ahead of Benfica, but I think it'll go Inter, Benfica, Real Sociedad, and then Salzburg. All right. Yeah. I, I go, I'm going to say Inter, Benfica, Sociedad, then Salzburg. Definitely. And in my case, speaking of Inter Milan, recently they made a move for uh, Benjamin Pavard, and I did that episode on that. And, and I basically explained that for Pavard, this is the opportunity of a lifetime to kind of you know redeem himself because when you're, when you're a talented defender like him and you're in Serie A, and of course Italian football is traditionally defense, 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 this is the place for him. So, but as far as them, you know, starting most of the time, I, I don't, I'm not sure exactly how that'll go. But, but I do believe he's in a he's in a place where he can excel to the point where D.D. Deschamps will have no choice but to recall him, but to honestly be at a point where he I might have to might have to put him back in the starting lineup. But he didn't. He, he just. I think I I watched uh, a little bit of the game yesterday against Fiorentina. I think Pavard came on very late in the game, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I was actually surprised that he was, I mean, if he hadn't even been on the game at all because he had just arrived, I would have said, okay, well, he just got there. But he was actually on the bench. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Well, he was on the bench. I don't remember if he came in, but he was on the bench. Yeah, and, and like I said, Inter looked really good against Fiorentini yesterday. Like, like that Latero Martinez, he, I think in three games already, he's already got six goals in, in Serie A play right now, or, or the five goals, I forget now. But yeah. so he, he, he's been very dangerous. So yeah. So for me, uh, Inter Milan winning the group, but I do agree with you guys. Second place is clearly up for grabs. You know, I think of Real Sociedad, you know, Antoine Griezmann, you know, in, in his story, you know, Griezmann played there before he got picked up by Atletico Madrid. I think Sociedad could certainly squeeze in, but, you know, well, we'll just have to see how, how things go, but clearly the top of the group, who's going to top the group is clearly Inter Milan. Yeah, I think oh, easy, easy. Yeah, and, oh, I, I can say easy. I, I can see them and Benfica fighting it out. Definitely. But Milan's going to have to do more than defend. I mean, they're going to have to attack as well. And, and they, they got some good attacking options over there, so. Yeah. So, so now we get to Group E. Well... Let's start off, well, a, a team that Steve, well, he's not, clearly he's not a fan of the manager, and he's explained, he's explained himself many times, along with, so Atletico Madrid, along with Lazio, Fe, Feyenoord, and Celtic. Well, Atletico Madrid, for those who may remember, <laughs> um, they totally sucked eggs last year in the Champions League, finished last in group play, didn't even qualify for the Europa League. <laughs> which uh, absolutely uh, made my day. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, this year, um, I, th I think things will be a little bit different, the way that things have fallen for the second team of Madrid. Uh, Atletico should win this group. 
Uh, Lazio got a good win on the road in Napoli yesterday. So uh, the team from Rome, um, they're they're looking pretty good out of the blocks. Uh, Celtic. Well, that was their first. That was their first win yesterday, Steve. Yeah. So Celtic. Uh, you know they 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 continue to be the team that's kind of like a big fish in a very small pond with the the Scottish Premier League. You know Celtic has won like eleven of the last twelve Scottish championships, and they beat uh, Glasgow Rangers over the weekend at Ibrox, no less. But I I just don't see Celtic finishing above last place in this group. Uh, Firenord, the Dutch champions. Um, it's a it's a team that has somewhat of a European history too, but mm-hmm. I think I think though this year I think I think Atletico Madrid wins this group. I think Lazio takes second, Feyenoord third, and then uh, Celtic will crash out again in last place. Um, I'll, I'll say Atletico Madrid will grind out their their games. I mean, you would see a lot of one nil zero zero games over there. I can see Celtic taking a point uh, at home at home against either um, uh, Atletico Madrid or Lazio, but I'm going I'm to go with you, Steve. I'd say Atletico Madrid, Lazio, and Celtic and Feyenoord. That's that 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 clearly. I mean, you know, Atletico Madrid is really no excuse at all for them not to even win this group. I think Lazio. It's been. I mean, how long has it been since they were since they've competed in the in the Champions League? It's been quite a while, hasn't it? I would say about oh gosh, about three or four been years a, ago, maybe. Been, a, been about four years. Yeah. They're they're a funny team. They they can go on, on, a, on a on a streak of winning three or four games in a row, then 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 they'll lose and it be and look horrible for three or four games. They're a really weird team. Now, that that that's what, that's what a lot of Lazio fans have said because. I've said many times, if I ever have the honor of visiting Rome, something I would love to do is go to a game between AS Roma and Lazio, you know, a little uh, Rome derby. So It's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, I, I, I bet. I mean, I, I would imagine it's, it, it, it's got to be a, a bit more nuts than a Chelsea versus Arsenal FA Cup match or maybe a Paris Saint-Germain versus Olympique de Marseille. It, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's just as there. nasty. The, the, the Rome derby... It's just as nasty as a, as a, as a Celtic Rangers matchup. No, I, I, I'd imagine. I mean, those, those well, cross down those cross down rivalry matches. Oh. Well, without the religious component, and that's the thing that ratchets up the the Rangers Celtic one. Although, to be fair, you know, since you've got you know Protestant players playing at Celtic and you know Catholic players playing at Rangers. It, it's not quite to the same level as it used to be. Like in the no, I don't think so. It's, it's just, it's just a, the, the the group of uh, uh, supporters just despise one another. That's what yeah. it yeah. is. The Roman like, Lazio, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, but I would love to see Lazio. If Lazio could actually, you know, ha- have a respectable run in the group stage, I, I would like that. That's certainly a story to cover on this show. But yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, but at yeah. Atletico Madrid, you know, and, and see if I gotta tell you because a lot of a lot of you know recent subscribers have gone back and make deep runs on my show, and and, and they just absolutely love the way you just destroyed Diego Simeone because a lot of them a lot of them agree with you, 
But one guy says he's just he just likes he just laughs at the fact that Diego Simeone thinks so highly of himself, thinks of himself as a badass in the way he dresses or the way he acts on the sideline. And I well, said, to him, he, "Well, you know, he's, what, he's, like, he was, a, he's like a heel in professional wrestling. He's like a heel <laughs> in professional wrestling. Yeah, he, he he you know he takes to the role like a duck uh, uh, on to water. You know he he really he he actually likes being the villain and he likes being the bad guy." You know, that goes well, he, back to even when he was a player w- with Argentina, you know, with the national team. So, um, but, uh, you know, but I mean, to be fair, to give the devil his due, I mean, he's had more than a l- little level of success at Atletico. And, you know, if if he was not doing a good job, if the board didn't like the job he was doing on the pitch, he'd be gone because yeah. there's no sentimentality for any club in La Liga. Uh, particularly the Madrid clubs, there's no sentimentality. So uh, he's what he's been able to do to stay on at Atletico all these years is no small feat. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't. I mean, but, but much his, like you, the style, the style, the, the style of play he utilizes is. I don't like it, but at the end of the day, whether you like the guy or not, you can't say that he hasn't achieved anything. Now he. He's lo- he lost the Champions League final twice to to Real Madrid, but but still, you know, he's won some other other titles as well. And you know, like like you say, yeah, he definitely acts like the like the cocky villain. But you know, at the end of the day, it's like yeah, and I like how you mentioned he's a character like in pro wrestling because how the villain goes to the main event and then loses loses in the championship fight. You know, it, that, that's kind of how I see it. <laughs> it wait, wait, the way he manages on the bench, his behavior on the bench. It reminds me of um, of an old hockey coach up here, a guy Steve despises. I know <laughs> a guy named Don Cherry. Kind of reminds yeah. me of him. Yeah. Yeah. Don, Don Cherry has a much brighter wardrobe than yeah, yeah. Diego Simeone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, no, but, but I'm, yeah. I'm talking about his antics. His antics. Yeah. His antics. So Simeone, for all of his faults, is he's not a xenophobic prick. So, oh, exactly. Oh, oh, for sure, for sure. So, so at least, sure. so at least, I will, I will say that for for Simeone, you know, the the passport and the color of the skin makes no yeah. difference to uh, Simeone as long as they can do the job. But anyway, and, um, and like you, I, I never, I never liked Simeone as a player. I yeah, so. couldn't stand him as a player. So, anyway, so shall we get to the group of death? Oh yes. yes. Oh my gosh. You know what, guys? I'm, you know, <laughs> uh, at the looks of it right now, you know what? Honestly, PSG may somehow survive out of this group. But I'll, you know what? Honestly, let me just cut right to the chase. As far as PSG goes, they shouldn't even be considered a favorite in this tournament. No, they're not. They're not. They're they're going to be. They're they're in transition this year. New manager. You got some different players. You got the Mpapi thing. Lord knows how long that's going to last. So. Oh, I forgot. Okay, well, there's an update uh, from. Okay, now I can't. Ne- okay, Fab- this this did not this did not come from Fabrizio Romano, but I I, I saw that Mbappe rejected supposedly rejected another offer. Now, now clearly that that's not going to stop PSG management from you know trying to push and push and push, but. But well, I understand. I, I I read this from um, I don't know if it's for Fabrizio Romano last week that supposedly he rejected a, a contract extension from PSG too. So oh, wait, so, wait, so Fabrizio did confirm this? I think it was Fabrizio Romano. I could be wrong. Could okay, be wrong. So. like I said, if it's if it's not from Fabrizio, then, then yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Because 
we take Fabrizio's word over anybody else's, but I'm pretty sure that Fabrizio Romano is is annoyed by this whole thing as much as you, me, and Steve. But yeah, exactly. But you know, but there is a young player that that seems to be kind of picking a name for himself in case Mbappe does depart. Look, at the end of the day, if 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 I were to talk to Mbappe, I'm like, dude, you got to get the heck out of there, man. You got to. Yeah. But but well, P- well, like, see, my problem with PSG. When, oh, how many times have you guys heard me say that the ownership does not respect the game? How many times have you guys well, heard me say that? They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. And this is and and, and PSG supporters have really hate me for saying this because clearly they just. I mean, I don't understand how they just don't see what I'm saying. You have all that money. You just spend it on these players for publicity crap. But we, what you don't understand is you can make more money if you win the Champions League. Because, but apparently. Winning is not part of the PSG management's MO. It's all about yeah, publicity I, I, crap I, I, and merch sales. I think I, I think the PG, P, PSG management is starting to see that now. You look at their, if you look at their signings, they're not really uh, big names. They they just signed that Frenchman. Uh, I can't say his name properly, so uh, excuse me. Yeah, the, the guy, the, the young, the young kid from Lyon. Yeah, I, I think I know who you're talking about. Cole, he was a, he was a guy. Remember, he was a guy that had that in, in the World Cup final. He had that chance one along with the with, with uh, the Argentine in, in, in the goal oh. stage just, just just before the shootout. Oh, you're talking about Randall Colomani. It's it's Randall Colomani. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the, the young kid from Lyon. There was another. Kid, there's a kid from. There's a a youth prospect from Lyon that PSG just signed as well. But so oh, okay. so Randall Colomani is no longer with Antoine Frankfurt. Nope, I think PSG signed him right on the deadline. That's interesting because they got Usman Dembele, but okay. So, yeah. yeah. So, so Steve, uh, um, the, would you agree th- that PSG should not not be considered a favorite at all in this tournament? Not no. at all. I, no. I, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree they'll, they'll be doing they'll be doing good just to get out of group play in this group. And you know, for American fans too, there's actually a little bit of an American flavor to this group F with uh, Reina playing with Dortmund and uh, Christian Pulisic. Coming out of the blocks, playing really well for Ace oh baby oh I, I I'm absolutely loving it man. He's he's found his smile, um, which has been missing the previous couple of seasons at Chelsea. So uh, so yeah, he's he's done very well with the move to Milan and um, Olivier Giroud, the French striker that a lot of people love to disrespect, but all the guy does is score goals for both France and for AC Milan. Um, Newcastle has not had a great start to the uh, premier season. They had a game a couple of weeks ago against Liverpool at home in Newcastle. They were actually up a man uh, when Van Dyke got red carded like 10, 15 minutes into the game. They had almost the entire game. They had a 1-0 lead. And then Darwin Nunez scores two late goals uh, to beat Newcastle. And then Newcastle lost this past weekend. So, uh, they're gonna they're they're gonna find out real quick that their first time in Champions League in 20 years, it's gonna be a little bit of a learning curve for these teams that they're they're not the the underdog anymore. They're they've got a target on their back too. So uh, Newcastle being with this mix, having to go against PSG, um, Dortmund, AC Milan. And I mean, you talk about atmosphere at all of these games. I mean, all of these mm. games. 
are going to be just amazing atmospheres. And I mean, every match is just going to be, you know, high intensity. And, um, you know, I, I, I personally can, can hardly wait, but I think right now, I think in this group, I think I'm picking AC Milan who made a deep run to the semifinals at champions league last year. And it looked who, really good Serie A play so far too. They, they've rebooted yeah. and they look, they look very good. And um, yeah. I think I think AC Milan wins this group. I think Dortmund will finish second. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to pick Newcastle to finish ahead of PSG. I think PSG's uh, not even going to qualify wow. for the Europa League. I think uh, I think things as far as European play are just such a mess for the Parisians. I think they're used to being the big fish in the small pond that is Ligue 1. Um, so, so, so there you go. Um, Milan, Dortmund, Newcastle, and PSG. That's my pick in this very, very compelling and very evenly matched group. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with AC Milan to win this easily, and, and with, with ease, I should say. I, I, I'm with you, Steve. I can't see PSG coming out. They're just in transition this year, so I don't. So. I'm going to go with uh, Dortmund to finish second, then then PSG, then Newcastle. You know what? Steve be, I, is I, I absolutely should, I, right. I shouldn't should say right. AC Milan to win it easy. I, yeah. I, I should have said that. Because I, I can't see AC Milan. I, I can see AC Milan struggling up in Newcastle. I, I can see, for whatever reason, I can see them struggling up there. Italian teams always seem to struggle uh, in English stadiums for some weird reason. Yeah, you're not wrong. So clearly, AC Milan's my favorite to top the group. But I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think AC Milan has to be considered a favorite to win it all. I think AC Milan has what it takes to win the tournament. I mean, you look at so far. You look I, I, I can see him going. I can see him going to the to the semis again. I can see it. Definitely. It all depends on how how the groupings go in the next round. So look, you look at the front three attack. You have Olivier Giroud. Christian Pulisic, and of course uh, the the Portuguese uh, the Portuguese youngster uh, Rafael Leal. Rafael Leal, yeah. You know, I I kind of almost think it's almost like a three superhero set. Like you got Captain America, who's Christian. No, that's Christian Pulisic. You got the. I mean, I'm not sure what superhero Olivier Giroud will be like, but you know, and and the fact that that, Olivier Giroud's got to be has got to be the most underrated uh, world class player that there is out there right now. He's, in my opinion, he's the most underrated French footballer in history. I'd agree with that. It's disgusting how, how disrespected he gets. Because this is an argument I've had with my dad, because my dad loves, I mean, I love Benzema too, but yeah. you can't, you, you can't, you can't, you can never basically ignore what Giroud has done. I mean, if, Giroud if watch, started from the any, bottom. Any, if you watch any of that World Cup game between uh, France and England last year, Ask English players how, how much of an impact Giroud had, had that game. Right? I mean, yeah. and you look at Giroud's career. I mean, the dude started in the second tier of French football, you know, played in Grenoble, and then played, played in Tours before he went to Montpellier, where he won the, the French Ligue 1 in 2011 before Arsenal picked him up. So yeah. you look at the guy's career, so. Well, and and now see that even at 37 years old, I mean, at 37 years old, he's just, his fitness, everything, it's still like, it's still as if he's in his prime. He may he may not score thirty goals uh, a, a season, but he's one of that one of those holding type strikers you get you need to have. Who, yeah. Who, who can set up 
who could set up another guy. Like, you know what I mean? So I've always, he's, I've always, I've always liked him. I've always liked him. And I agree with he's, you. He's, he's basically kind of he's player. setting he's setting the pace for Pulisic and Liao. He's kind of basically leading them in a sense. Well, and he's not yeah. a problem in the locker room either. No, not no. at all. No, not at all. So, so I, I mean, clearly AC Milan is the pick. So, but I have Dortmund. I have Dortmund finishing second with Newcastle third and PSG finishing fourth. And I sincerely hope that this that this if this happens, then this is enough for Mbappe to come to his senses and say, "Screw this! I want out of PSG. I don't even want to talk about an extension anymore. I'm done. He's got to get out of there. He has to." To, to be to be honest, with you, I'm surprised he's still there. To be honest with you, to be honest with you. At PSG. Because PSG with, just with continues to refuse there. the offers made by Real Madrid. Yeah. PSG is not about good business. They don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's they don't know how to do good good business or they just simply refuse to do good business. It's a it's a it's a it's a very it's it's a very very odd club. Like now you're hearing all all, all the stuff going on with Messi and, and Neymar not really enjoy just thought it was hell over there so there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes and look how many managers they've gone through the last three or four years too right i mean not only that but you know with, with all the with all the reports that politicians are getting involved uh, in the affairs as well really yeah wow. i mean well at least with the whole thing with mbappe because when mbappe signed that extension i mean i don't i, I don't know if it's true or not it, it could be exaggerated but emmanuel macron supposedly try to convince Mbappe not to leave. And I would have said, look, you know, rather than get involved in that kind of shit, you know, kind of deal with what's going on in France right now. I mean, the bottom line is politicians should not be involved in these kinds of things. They can root for the team. They can meet the players, but don't get involved in that, in, in that kind of stuff. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I know that the former French prime minister, Nicolas Sarkozy, is a massive, and I mean a massive supporter of PSG too. That I do know. Yeah, and Macron, and ironically, Macron is a Marseille supporter, and he's he was the one telling Mbappe to stay at PSG. I find that interesting. I do find that interesting. But, but yeah, but as we kind of close this out, uh, yeah, PSG finishing fourth. Now, clearly, because you know, I mean, Marseille fans are probably, I would imagine, uh, Steve, our friend Anthony, once he, when he'll be listening to this, he's got to be in a, in a mood of rejoice. But look. At the end of the day, like for me, like P- PSG has just kind of harmed the reputation of French football, even though it already is badly harmed because of the co- the lack of competition in league out for so long. So, I think fin- them finishing fourth and Mbappe leaving that 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 that's what needs to happen, and I think it will happen because PSG is just not a team anymore. No, they're not. I mean, yeah, they they beat they're being these little opponents in league out, but it's always been like that. They they easily dismantle these opponents. They get to the challenges and then they get destroyed. Exactly. Look, yeah. look, look at the record in, in, in the knockout stages in, in Champions League play. Exactly. They've only made it to the final once, and now it's during the COVID COVID year against, and they still lost to Bayern Munich. Remember? Yeah, they yeah they did. So yeah, Milan it wins this group. PSG finishes at the bottom. New and New, Newcastle go, transfers to the Europa League, and and, and I'm totally sold on that. But now we are at Group G, Manchester City, RP Leipzig, Red Star Belgrade, and young and the Swiss club known as Young Boys. Which I don't know why uh, they. Is, I don't know how they came up with that name. 
Yeah, I, it's, 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 that's that's a creepy name. <laughs> so, yeah. It is young boys. Yeah. Yeah. This group is pretty is pretty easy. I'm gonna, I, I see I see City dominating this group. I mean, quite Manchester City can't even they can't even. I don't even think Manchester City can even you know, end up in a draw unless unless of course uh, that Guardiola has the starters in a final game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the only that's the only way Manchester City would not pick up three points is if if Pep Guardiola uh, p- pulls out a precautionary uh, mindset and just rests the players in the final game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and, and Leipzig are, are, are will easy finish second. I yeah. don't know too much about uh, the Croatia uh, about the uh, the Croatians about the Serbs and young boys. They're, 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 I guess they're just glad they're there. Yeah, they're just glad they're there. Like they, like they, the they third the third year in a row at least. They they they've got their Champions League money and they don't, you know I mean, uh, hooray hooray so right <laughs> right Steve. Well, Man City wins this group going away. Leipzig should have no trouble finishing second. Third place will be between Red Star and Young Boys. Uh, I think Red Star should take it. This is a team that, you know, their last big hurrah in European football was beating Marseille in the Champions League final. I want to say it's like 1990, 1991. When yeah. They, 91, 91. Yeah, it was 91. 91 yeah. When they beat when they beat Marseille, uh, in the final. So they're they're a long ways from that. So I think I think Man City and Leipzig come out of this group, and uh, Red Star and, will get Europa League. And people are people people are across Europe don't realize how much of a good club that that, that Leipzig is. Yeah, I mean, uh, t- very, isn't Timo, Timo Werner? That's a team where Timo Werner is now. I think. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and Timo Werner, you know, much like Pulisic, you know, leaves Chelsea and then just basically, you know, fi- finds his find, finds himself. Yeah. Although Werner, I mean, the the injury, I mean, that caused him to miss the World Cup. I mean, that was really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it kind of seems like yeah, a lot of players, you know, they leave Chelsea. They whatever team they go through, all all of a sudden things are just back to normal for them. But but anyway, uh, for Manchester City, clearly, yeah, clearly just no problem at all. And this is probably the easiest group to to really. To, to judge, if you ask me. I mean, so. don't be surprised if Erling Holland scores at least three hat tricks, you know, in the group stage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me. I mean, whether you hate whether you hate Manchester City or not, if you have enough respect and knowledge for the game, then you you can't you can't deny the fact that the team is just that good. I agree. I agree. That's why I don't like it. People always saying Pep Guardiola is overrated. I mean, everybody likes to be critical of the guy. I mean, I get it. He's not perfect by any means necessary. He has at times been a kind of guy that doesn't seem to have a backup plan. But you know what? I always say it like this. Well, he's made his mistakes, but guess what? He he learned from them. That's why he won it all last year. That's why he won you know uh, won you know every single title you know, well, except for the EFL Cup. I mean, won the FA Cup. You know, won the Champions League and and the and the Premier League. So I mean, there's a reason why he had the season he had last year because he learned from his upset loss from Chelsea two years ago. Yeah. Well, I, I even last year's Champions League final against Inter Milan. Inter Milan were pretty unlucky in that game too. Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, of course, you know, ahead of the ball and, and, and hit Lukaku Who else but Lukaku? Who else would be unfortunate like, and unlucky Lukaku? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I can't see anyone touching Man City right now, whether it be even whether it be in the EPL or even in Europe right now. Maybe Real Madrid, maybe. 
Real Madrid, I think Real Madrid and AC Milan are probably one of the only two teams that can actually challenge them. And by, and that by that, well, I think Inter Milan too, but Man, but Manchester, they're basically the ones that can tell Manchester City, you're gonna have to fight. You're gonna have to fight to the end to get past me. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, I agree. So now we finally get to Group H. Well, we talked about no excuses because now we are. We have Barcelona. We have Porto. We have Shakhtar Donetsk and a Belgian club called. I mean, is it Antwerp or Antwerp? I'm, Antwerp, Antwerp. 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 Yeah. Okay, Barcelona is starting to is starting to look better and better and better. So and, and don't forget, if I'm not mistaken, they just signed uh, Joe Felix too. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Did they? Okay. Yeah, Juan Felix will be really glad to get out of that stifling system with Atletico Madrid. He'll probably be doing cartwheels down Los Ramblas uh, <laughs> now, that in, now that he's in Barcelona. But uh, but yeah, this is a this is a group that's tailor made for Barcelona to to win the group. I mean, let's not forget they did win La Liga and they won it comfortably on the trot yeah. uh, last year over Real Madrid, uh, Porto. You know, uh, one of the usual suspects in, in European football, uh, past winners of the Champions League, is 20 years ago that that team that uh, Jose Mourinho was coaching, that, that the, you know, he won at Porto um, in that final against Monaco. So uh, Shakhtar Donetsk, Ukrainian club that unfortunately, with all the war that's going on in the Ukraine, I think almost all of their quote-unquote home matches, I think, are going to be in Romania. Uh, Antwerp, uh, they had to win a playoff to to qualify for this. So, um, but I think it's pretty. I think it sets up pretty well for Barcelona first, uh, Porto second. I think Shakhtar Donetsk, which, which is a team that also has had some success in the Europa League too. I think they've won it like three times. So. Um, they can, they'll probably end up uh, in in the Europa Cup, but I just don't I don't see Antwerp uh, cracking the top three. I, I don't see Antwerp even getting a point out of this. To be I mean, with you. Like, same same thing with the Swiss club young boys. They're just they're just happy to be there. Get the yeah, Champions they're, League. They're, 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 yeah. They got their Champions League money, so yeah. So. And the, play, the players can at least say, "Well, I, I play. I once competed in the Champions League." Porto traditions have always been one of those. Clubs when it comes to Champions League play, they get out of the group stage. They tend to have a decent run up to the quarterfinals. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm following them kind of closely because of a because of the Canadian Stefano Stacco is, is is a midfielder there and a starter there. So, but I see Barcelona winning that win this group quite easily. So, I mean, back to back, you know, failing to make it out of the group stage for Barcelona. I mean, Barcelona can't afford that to happen three years in a row. Oh, I know they can't. Oh no, they can't. I mean, they they're, they're, they're still in financial. They're still in financial stress. So. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Right. So I mean. I like to know who's bailing them out. That's what I want to know. I, I mean, th- th- that's a good question. Uh, yeah. I, would, like, I, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if these you know successful uh, businessmen and politicians you know were, were, were supposedly uh, getting involved in, this, in the in the in these affairs. Oh, yeah. But. Oh, yeah, I think so. I mean. Even even as somebody that that loves Real Madrid, I mean, I don't like seeing Barcelona like that because you know it 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 affects the the historic rivalry between but between the two clubs. I mean, we have one club that's strong while the other club is com- completely weak or or in, in a bad in a bad uh, form. 
it, it, it causes negative publicity on both. So, so for the sake of Real Madrid, we they need Barcelona to kind of get back to their top form. And I, I think, I mean, again, they're showing more and more signs of doing so based on last season, and if they build on it this year, so. What's so maybe, Barcelona- maybe maybe uh, uh, maybe uh, the classic you know, can end up being what it once was. Yeah. is isn't Barcelona right now a, a couple hundred million euros in debt, like. Some like some like that. It's massive like that. debt by any stretch of the imagination. I don't know how. I don't know how they're able to operate. I I truly don't. Well, I I, I think some there's some rich Catalonians and probably some uh, bankers up there are are are, are pulling money. They, I don't know. I can't think. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if politicians were also involved. Oh oh, oh yeah. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Most definitely. Or you know that that, that club is a part of that whole region. If that goes down, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, affect the region big time. It, it it will, it will. So, and don't forget, Barcelona is also spending. I know again, they're 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 remodeling their stadium, or renovating the stadium. We're like, where are they getting the money for this? For this? It, it, see, Steve, Steve actually, Steve, I think he tweeted about this about about Barcelona uh, about the stadium. Yeah, and I was like, after, with everything going on, why why would why would the stadium? I mean, now if you got to fix it or like that, I get it. But if if, if we're doing a complete renovation, I'm like. About out of everything going on, this this, this is what's on, in front of their mind. Well, they neglected the stadium for a long time. Um, okay. I mean, I, and, and if you ever get a chance to go to Barcelona, it, it's worth uh, it's worth it to drop a few euros to do the stadium tour of of the of the Camp Nou. It's uh, it's it's quite it's quite the stadium, and then going through their museum uh with all the hardware that they've won and everything and all the great players and everything over the years it's a very very impressive um experience but and i mean this was 2012 when i did the tour there but i could just see though in walking through the stadium that you know even then it looked like there were some things that uh were being neglected there so um it's Maybe not quite to the level like what was happening with Wrigley Field about 20 years ago when big pieces of cement were falling out of the upper grandstands and could have killed people had they landed on them during a game. I don't think quite to that level, but still, you know, it it, it needed big time repair. Yeah. So so clearly I've, I've got Barcelona winning it. And I mean, don't count out Porto, but but clearly we, we, we all know who's finishing. in the. We all know who's advancing, at least. Yeah. No question. There's a big demarcation between the top two and the rest in this group. Definitely. So now that we're done with the group, so uh, so you guys, uh, as, as far as uh, the, the favorites that you have going on, uh, so clearly, Steve, you have Manchester City and Real Madrid as your as your favorites. Do you have anybody who could possibly be a dark horse? Well, I think AC Milan. They could they could possibly crack uh, that that top area too, and possibly Arsenal. Uh, they're, they're young. They've got another season under their belts. They went through the disappointment last year of uh, falling just short in uh, the EPL. So I think, uh, I, I think of the English clubs, um, I think that Arsenal is probably the most likely that can make a, a very deep run besides besides Man City, but I, I think there's just such a difference uh, in terms of talent and coaching um, 
I mean, I mean, both Guardiola, both Ancelotti. I mean, they're they're on the short list of of some of the greatest managers who who've ever been in Europe. Um, so uh, there there's there's just such they're they're just head and shoulders above everybody. Definitely, David. Um, again, like, like, like I agree with Steve. Man City and Real Madrid are are, are, are the class of, of of European soccer. My my other my dark horse, I guess you have Bayern Munich could cause some disturbance and of course Arsenal too. And and also sorry, sorry, and AC Milan. Those are I would say right now, honestly, Man City, um Real Madrid, AC Milan and Arsenal are, are, are my final four. Alright. So for I me I guess it all depends on how how, how the team yeah. match up. So uh, it'll be clear more when, when, when the group stage is uh, finished and the uh, the round of 16 draw is complete. Then, then we'll have a more clear idea on who the, the favorites are. But, but, but for I, now, I mean, I have AC Milan, Real Madrid, and Manchester City as the top three. As far yeah. as dark horses, Arsenal could be it. Bayern, Bayern Munich probably has a better chance than Arsenal at being it because Bayern Munich always somehow we, – we've seen them before just find a way to just shock the world. They can certainly do it again because it's it's been you know several years. Um, I, I realized the last couple of years they, they they seem to to run out of gas. Yeah, around the quarterfinal area stage. So, but I can see them. I can see them being that disruptor. Definitely. I mean, as far as as far as Atletico Madrid goes, I mean, if they were to make it to the quarterfinals, that that would that would be a successful run for them as can be. Yeah, but they'll be they'll they'll be grinding it out like like a lot of nil nil one nil type games. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, some people want to see Atletico and Real Madrid have another Champions League final. I mean, which it could happen, but I I don't think it can because Atletico Madrid isn't good enough to make it that far. I'll be honest with you guys, if we saw Inter versus AC Milan in the Champions League final, if we saw the the Derby the the Milano in the in the Champions League final. I would actually love that. I would. I like to see these kinds of I things. Like, see, I would love to see that too. You know, that's why I gotta ask Steve. When we saw both the Madrid teams in the cha- in, in the finals in 2014 and 2016, who are you who who are you rooting for in those situations? Uh, I was rooting for a nuclear disaster. Uh, because I I hate Real Madrid. Uh, that to me, I will always associate Real Madrid as being Francisco Franco's team. Um, prior to Diego Simeone being at Atletico Madrid, I probably would have voted for Atletico over Real Madrid. Um, I would, I would actually probably root more for Real Madrid more than Atletico because I have a great deal of admiration for Carlo Ancelotti. I think he's, I think he's not, not only is he a great coach, but he just seems like a really decent guy. Yeah. Um, he's got and, a better eyebrow than the rock. I'll tell you that. And there, and there, <laughs> you know, and there's, and there, there's, there's players on Real Madrid who I think are very, very good players. And, um, you know, I, I, I like Benzema. I thought he was just such a great player for, for so many years with, with Real Madrid and, um, you know, Vinicius Jr. Uh, the Brazilian, you know, he's, he's, he is such a he is such a an amazing talent. He's such a fun player to watch. 
Oh, is, he, is, he, is he still out, out on the limb? Is he a junior? Well, he is hurt right now. Yeah, he's hurt. Yeah. He's, he's injured, but I mean, I, you know, I mean, but he has he has gone very public with what he feels is you know the overt racism of Spanish fans and the fact that you know the leadership in La Liga and the leadership of clubs are not doing anything to try to shut down you know, the, the more obvious uh, monkey chants and, you know, a verbal abuse that players of color receive in Spain. It's disgusting. So, so I mean, I, I, I respect him for, you know, going out and, and calling it as he sees it. So, um, so yeah, so if, so if you, if you put it to me, you know, if it were a final between Real Madrid and, and Atletico, there's no way I could root for any team coached by Diego Simeone. I would actually root for Real Madrid. All right. Well, well, I, I, would, I, I would, I would, I would, I'm not a fan of Atletico Madrid plays and Real Madrid kind of have that New York Yankees. Uh, by the stripes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like I said, right now, if it was final between those two, I would kind of root for Real Madrid. Even when they met the fun in the, in the finals back in 2014 and 2016, I kind of rooted for Real Madrid, but I bit my tongue. So, so. Well, I mean, well, I'll never forget when Rafael Varane kicked that ball towards Diego Simeone in 2014. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so I'm so I'm basically on that, uh, gentlemen. Uh, thank you so much for uh, coming on. I definitely would love to have you guys on uh, on again in the future. Again, uh, having, having us on, and, and again, happy Labor, happy Labor Day, guys. Uh-huh. Thank you very much, Steve. And, and Steve, have a great time in France. I'm so effing jealous of you for going there. So. <laughs> Me too. I'll try to get, I'll try to get you guys a shirt while I'm there. So thank you, yeah. thank you so much. Hey, 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 Steve, promise me you'll post me a lot of pictures on Facebook too. Oh, that's a given, mate. I'll, oh, he will. I'll be posting pictures. So, so that's Bosque Festival. I love that. That's a given. So, so yeah. Uh, very oh, by much the way, how was that Basque festival you went to yesterday over the weekend? Uh, yesterday, it was a blast. It was it was really good fun. Um, for those who may not be aware, in California, there's actually a few different uh, cities that have good sized Basque communities. The San Francisco Bay Area had a good sized Basque community. Uh, Bakersfield, which is a very very much maligned. Uh, city in California, but they have a, a big Bosque community. I've actually eaten at a Bosque restaurant in Bakersfield, Benji's French Bosque restaurant. It's excellent. If, if you're in Bakersfield, it is worth the stop. The food is excellent. Uh, and then Chino, uh, which is about an hour drive east of me, more it's more of a desert community, uh, but they have a, a good-sized Bosque community there, so uh, it was great. They had Bosque food, um, and I posted a whole bunch of pictures of ridiculously adorable kids uh, dressed in uh, Bosque clothing and costumes and doing Bosque dances. Um, it was just simply adorable, and it was a good time and got to meet some really good people. And I got to catch up with my good friend, Eveline, who grew up, yeah, grew I saw up on that the French side. Yeah, she grew up on the French side of the Bosque country. So, um, and I love the Bosque country. I was in Biarritz back in 2004 when my oh, wife and I was doing a trip city. in France. So, Biarritz is awesome. So, love the Bosque country. The people are awesome. If you're a meat eater, they do great things with meat products. So, um, and, and, and Steve, a lot of good, a lot of good, Bob, 
bike a bike racers come from, from that region too. On either yep. side, uh, a lot yep. of them. So. Yep, they're right in the heart of the Pyrenees. So anyway, yeah. so yeah, I, I'll be talking with you guys when I get back in October. All right. Thank you guys very much. And once again, Into the Net FC is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. So please hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, because I need to know that you're not going to be missing out on any exciting, exciting upcoming content. Gentlemen, thank you guys very much for coming on again. Steve, enjoy your trip. I'll see you guys. I'll see you soon, Steve and David. I'll have you on the. You you both are. You both will be on the show again soon. Thank you. Thank you very much for even having me. Yeah. Take You're care, welcome. guys. Have a great Take week, care. everybody. Bye bye. Have, have a good week, guys. Thanks. All the best. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than fifty percent of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.